0: The ups and downs of being creative. Discussed over cocktails with friends. You're listening to The Shakes. Pat, it's your show. It's, it's oh God help us. Um, So ladies and gentlemen, we have Heidi Hackmer on our podcast. Um, I discovered an article that she had written on uh, Medium. And uh, it was very, very inspirational to me. Um, Heidi, and I'll let her tell her story, but, uh, um, Heidi had done the, the agency biz and then kind of, uh, did the, uh, lost in America and went out and touched Indians and, and, uh, now she's back kind of doing her own thing. And, and, uh, I have loads of questions to ask you, but (laughs) really I want you to, if you could just kind of tell the story that, that you did a little bit more in depth than the, in the article, Um, and just kind of, what was your, what was your, um, what was the moment if there was one where you just said, okay, I'm done with this. Cause you said, you know, sleep was the enemy 80 hour days where, you know, there was no email too late or too early. And, and, um, so you were, so you were working at BBH New York and you said that it was kind of a, a slow discovery that, uh, that you were done.
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, well, what happened was I had been there for three years, and we all know that it's time to move agencies after a few years, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, my time, it was my time to move, and I was looking around at all these jobs, and I was imagining myself in these other jobs, and I just wasn't really I – was, I felt stuck. I wasn't really finding that thing that was the obvious next step, which was the first time in my career that that had happened. And so one day I'm at my desk hanging out, and this idea pops into my head, and it's buy a truck and drive around America – And it literally just slammed in my head. It was nothing that I'd ever dreamed about before. It it certainly wasn't saving money to do this. This was not the plan. But it was one of those things that once the thought came into my head, it was entirely impossible to ignore. And I had to do it. It it was this weird thing. It it was almost like there was no choice. So a month later, I had bought a truck, my first vehicle ever. I'd never bought a vehicle before. Um, I I, uh, had subletted out my apartment packed up all my stuff and had a duffel bag in the back of the truck and I was on the road. And when I left, I thought that maybe I'd be gone for a few months, you know, do some good Instagramming and then I'd probably just roll back into my life. But um, the first couple of months on the road were actually quite profound and it became evident to me over those first couple of months that actually I was never going to go back to where... I had come from and it took completely removing myself from my city, my my industry, my life to to realize that.
0: Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So what uh um so what were what were like what were a couple of kickass things you did while you were out on on the road that were like wow, this is this is great.
2: Yeah, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, but my family was not a road trip family. We just, it wasn't our jam. So, um, the coolest thing I did was buy an annual National Parks Pass and just go from National Park to National That's Park. Great. And the country is just so damn beautiful and awesome. And I never really realized that before. I never realized how truly awe inspiring Yellowstone is and the Grand Canyon. And you hear people say it, but then when you go there, it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, and it was just this amazing discovery of America. And it's not that there was any like huge moment. Like my favorite place is South Dakota. After everything, people always ask, "What's the best place I've ever been?" It was South Dakota. Yeah. Um. You know, cool things that things that I thought were cool is that I ate in a local diner almost every day for lunch. And it would just be that girl sitting by herself at the counter and rely on the generosity and openness of strangers to get me through. You That's know, great. and. So it's not like there was any big moment, like where I like skydives from the top of some crazy <laughs> building or anything like that.
0: You didn't, you didn't very, ride the roller coaster on top of that uh, <laughs> pin needle thing in Vegas or anything.
2: No, I didn't. I, it was a very quiet. It was a very quiet existence, and people would say, "What are you doing out there?" And I'd be like, "Nothing. I, I, I'm just doing nothing." And there's something kind of amazing about that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and that's the you know that's that's the you know, that's what everybody talks about now. Is just kind of slowing down, paying attention to your surroundings and, and, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, I, I, you know, when I read that, I was like, God damn it. I shit. <laughs> I've thought about that so many times and just didn't, you know, it didn't either, it didn't either work or I didn't have the balls to do it. And, and, um, you know, it was, it was, it was great. Um, so, um, so, I have I have you know close to I, I work in the corporate world now. I'm um, at Hallmark Cards. I'm creative director over the kind of in house agency for that. So I've kind of moved out of the agency world. Um, and you know, Joy is an is is an editor, um, and uh, Jeremy is still working with uh, an agency, local agency here, yeah. and so we. We have, you know, I guess I, I bring, I bring some baggage, um, to this conversation a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. I kind of want to get your take on some stuff because being outside of the advertising world, um, I personally and, and I, I, I can't figure out how if, if I, if I've separated myself enough, um, from it, uh, from just being kind of, bitter or if it's honest to God, uh, feelings. Um, but, um, the more time I spend away from the advertising world, my wife still works with an advertising agency. I have loads of friends that still work with advertising agencies and it's just, it's, it's some of it. It just seems it's like, I, I just, I hear it and I'm like, good God, I'm so glad that I'm out of that shit. Um, I, I feel like there may be a time when I get back into it. I don't know, but it'll be in a different... You know, I worked at an agency. Um, I worked at several agencies, and then I worked at one agency for 12 years. And okay. um, we lost we lost the account, and I got let go. And, you know, I knew that when I was looking for a new job, <clears throat> I didn't want to do the same thing again. I didn't want to rehash, um, try and recreate what I had with this agency at another agency. It just felt like it's like I've I've done that I don't want to try and recreate it um mm-hmm. I got involved with a, another agency um um it was a kid and family marketing group and we were actually creating product and I I love the idea of actually having a creative team that you know it's like when you work in an agency you're you're coming up with ideas but you're you're having to send out um, to, for people to actually execute those ideas a lot of the times. And this was, this was a house that, um, we could actually kind of bring all that stuff to life. And that felt very liberating. And, and it's Um, like, Oh my God, we can do so many different things. And, and so I was really excited about that until about the second month and, and my boss was absolutely crazy. And I was like, okay, I gotta get the hell out of here. Um, and, uh, so then ended up with, uh, with with hallmark and and um but i i'm just i'm I'm curious as to your um you know you you have some you have some philosophies you know it's like um to a fault i think hallmark promotes work-life balance um and and whenever i'm recruiting somebody because that's the first thing they say which is great um but at the same time i'm like you know we're still a company that's the struggling, we got to kick ass. And, and so it's not a place for you to like, uh, finish your career. Um, and so I always have to kind of put that into perspective, but I love that, you know, it's, it's just such a, it's such a, um, you know, it's it's such an aha. I mean, it's such an obvious thing, but when you wrote it, it was such an aha about, it's like, you know, creativity, you, you can't, you can't work somebody 80 hours and expect them to be creative, Um, all the time and on call and they need breaks and they need refreshing. And I think that's, I think that's so lost in, you know, it, it really is. The philosophy now is like, how, how can you churn and burn and how many hours are you working? And, and that's, that's the, that's your measure measure of success. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, um, but, um, you, so you've got some principles, um with your new agency and it's uh wolf and Wilhelmina, is that right
2: Wilhelmina yeah
0: Wilhelmina and um so they are um one is i love that you take naps uh i love that um um i'm sorry, I'm trying to get to um um so you and and you you had something about um a o r and and it's so funny because right Right before my wife works at an agency where they don't have a lot of, it's not a lot of agency of record. It's, it's a lot of project work. And uh-huh. <clears throat> I was kind of, I was kind of flabbergasted by that. And, and I felt that that was kind of maybe old timey me, um, kind of, uh, weighing in on that. But you, you have a point of view about kind of AOR. And, um, it's funny that I was arguing against it because, You know, when I was kind of doing some soul searching myself, um, I'd actually thought about doing kind of a a weird little conglomerate of consulting to be able to get in and get out. Because the longer you hold on to a client, the more kind of, you know, it's 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 contempt um, Uh that builds. And and so uh, I'm going to shut up and let you talk. There you go. Good idea. (laughs) Thank you. God, I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm sorry.
2: So. I'm just surfing the wave of your stream of consciousness. <laughs> <It's
0: pretty awesome.
2: laughs> um, do you want me to talk about AOR?
0: Yeah, yeah, please. Please. <laughs> please. Please. To get me to
1: shut up.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, I, you know, project work is really scary. And it's scary because, in some ways, I'm constantly in a quote unquote new business cycle, although I don't think of it that way really. But I'm always talking to people and. You know, putting our tentacles out there and just—and and that's a little scary, right? Because most of our projects that we do are four to eight weeks, and that's it. Yeah. And then we need to find the next one, and you know, that's say, twelve projects a year or six projects a year. And that's still a lot of that's that's a lot of business to generate in a year if you think about it that way. Um, but the reason that we do it, and we've actually turned down really big projects already that would have been a year engagement. Is because it just feels like a more respectful relationship when the edges are defined, and the things that we define are time period, we define schedule, we define project team, um, we define deliverables, and once a client signs off with us, we can give them a schedule down to we can give them a schedule down to the hour of. Here's when the creative reviews are going to happen or the strategic reviews are going to happen. Here's when we're going to be in field or here's when we're going to be doing these things and here's our final deliverable date. And it's, it, it's, it's saying I'm worth this as, as a strategist, especially because strategy is so often folded into a bigger project and kind of gets shunted off to the side. And it's saying, no, like this is worth paying for. This is exactly what you're paying for. This is exactly the time frame that you're going to pay for. This is exactly what you're going to get. And if you start to request more things on top of that, then that's going to cost you more money. And we have a right to make the decision if we want to take your money and continue to work with you. And there is something that is very empowering about that without it being bratty. We don't do it to be bratty. We right. do it we do, we do it so we can just have more honest conversations about the engagement you know it's actually trying to have if you think about relationships it's about, it's more communication and more clear clear barriers and clear expectations, and we try to set as many of those expectations as possible up front, so there's no sense of being taken advantage of or you know of of not enjoying the relationship and the other thing that we do, which I really like, and I hope that as we you know grow and get more velocity that we keep this as a company is that after every single um, project we do a hot wash and that's something that we learned in Silicon Valley of every project we fit about two weeks after it's done or a week after it's done. and we have a bunch of questions that we each individually fill out that's based on the philosophy of W and W but also just simple stuff like how was it working with their finance department you know everywhere from functional to philosophical, about how we felt about that project. And the very last question we ask ourselves is, do we like these people and do we want to work with them again? Yeah. And we, we make a conscious step back after every project to ask ourselves that question because there's nothing worse than being stuck in a spiral of a noxious relationship because, like it or not, these are the relationships that we spend most of our life in. Yeah. Are these work relationships with the amount of hours that we work? Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to, it's just trying to be like more human about it. It's like, you know, you wouldn't treat your spouse or your kids, the way you treat your dog. And yet I feel like a lot of times when you're an AOR, the people that work in agencies kind of turn into the dog, the the Friday, the Friday night requests or this bullshit of, Oh, the, the, the pitch is due the Tuesday after Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, fuck you. Like, I want, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I'm going to take my Thanksgiving weekend and I'm not going to do a pitch on January 2nd yeah. I've done that. And I'm sure we've all done that before. And it's, you know, it's, it's taking a little bit of being like, Hey, I'm a human being. Okay. And like, <laughs> you need to, if you want to get good work and if you want to have money well spent, and that's the thing I talk to clients a lot about. It's like, look, don't waste your money. If you're going to, if you want to work us in a way that you have us having deliverables right after the Tuesday, after Thanksgiving, yeah. deliverables aren't going to be that good, right? Give yeah. us an extra week and your deliverables are going to be so much better if you do that, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just like, it's like, it's it's crazy because it's like, if you want to do great work with clients, and I think there's a lot of really good clients and I don't, I don't put all clients in the same bucket. Oh, but yeah. it's like, if, if you want to do great work, I mean, know that there's you're you're engaging with human capital, and human capital needs to be treated a certain way. You know,
1: mm. I don't know. That was
3: my little rant. No, no like that, was, more that about. was awesome, <laughs> and it makes good sense. <laughs> but, and, and let me let me ask you uh, your your opinion on this. Uh, one of the things that we uh, that we kind of embrace where I work is the fact that really AOR uh, kind of just doesn't exist anymore. I don't care what size of an agency or what size of a group you are. AOR is so hard to come by anymore that it Mm -hmm. just—it's you know—we just say it just doesn't exist. But the thing that I've found, and I'd like to know, kind of your take on this, is that as you're working project to project with somebody, and you—and as you're saying, you kind of you know what those hard-defined edges are of that project, and Mm -hmm. you've got that, you know, option on either side of the table to continue to do that or whatever. It it seems like it it actually works out better because you you get a little bit more of that rapport. You and it seems to me that uh, by and large the the project work that we do ends up, you know, being being a lot more fruitful than if it were the, than if it were AOR because it seems like instead of doing fifty you know fifty meaningless things that just feel like they just kind of need to be done in there to justify budget, et cetera, et cetera, you're, you're doing like two or three really, really good things for that client per year and, and, and having really good collaboration through that. So I, and, and
2: yeah, I'm, I could just, agree more. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm, no, no, no. That's you
3: know,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, the, the thing that happens with projects when clients have a project is because they really need something done. You know, they don't get those project budgets Yeah. There's a real need, and it's really great working on projects where there's a real need and there's some fire under that project. You know, I, I, that, Those are the ones we like the most. What we call it in our company is that we really like to work with clients that are doing shift projects. Um, either they're trying to shift something substantially organizationally and they're trying to make a real move with the brand, or they're trying to shift something in culture and they're really trying to make a statement in culture. And I find that projects often get the seeds of that type of thinking that so that's where they play a little bit more and they experiment a little bit more. And and to your point of the better quality, you know, it's really funny you say that. I was talking to Val, one of my employees, this week. And, you know, it's the end of the year, and of course, we're, and it's the end of our first year. So we're really looking back on, like, okay, this is interesting. What have we gotten ourselves into? And we were going through our server and we were looking at all the projects that we delivered. And we just kind of had this moment where we were like, you know what? We did, you know, 10 or 15 projects this year that we just loved. Like our hit rate was probably of the stuff that we love to do was almost 100%.
0: That's awesome.
2: And and I think it's because projects just tend to be more interesting and you have this this firepower that you personally put towards it because you've chosen it, you know, and, and, and you go for it. And so I, I, as much as the project model isn't stable financially and my accountant rolls his eyes and I'm like, no, dude, we're only doing projects. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're killing me, Heidi. But like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> because, you know, that, cause we can look back on it and say, you know what? And I was talking to Val, Val's much younger than I am. She's 10 years younger than I am. She's just starting out in the industry. And I said, you know, Val, not that I want you to go interview at any other place, but if you took, you've done more projects this year as a 25 year old. Than I did when between the ages of 25 and 28, Yeah. as far as quality projects and things that you can talk about and things that you've learned from. Just because I think there's just a different dynamic
3: with project work. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. So what what are the, what are the ranges of projects that you guys work on? I mean, is it is is some of it just strategy based? Um, mm-hmm. You know what what uh, is does creative always come out of it? How big? No. <clears throat> I, I know you guys are are three people, and then you fluctuate based on, on project. How big have you gotten as far as how many freelancers you've brought on?
2: And- yeah, yeah. So we've done anything from really big qualitative studies with Nike, where because I'm covering a bunch of markets around the world, I have to bring on like 50 people to do it with us. Okay. Um, anywhere. So, so yeah, we do – I'm sorry, let me, let me back up a little bit. We do classic brand strategy. We're brand strategy is just at the core – and so we'll do anything from like a classic brand strategy assignment to brand innovation and product innovation. We really love qualitative. We have a lot of fun doing it. And um, we kind of, I will not do focus groups. It's not allowed because it's crap.
0: Thank so you. We, God bless you. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Yeah, we don't do it. If, if a client says we need focus groups, I would say we just need to go to a different company because we're <laughs> not going to do that for you.
0: So what, do you um, so what do you guys, so what do you guys do? I mean, how do you get to, um, how do you get to that place?
2: Uh, to the kind of qualitative we do?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we just have, you know, a few DSLRs, and we just go hang out with people. And we design just, I mean, I hate to use it, because it's so overused, but it like kind of Dondo-esque. Like, you know, we just did a big uh, project for Hurley, and, um, you know, my team just went and hung out on the beach for a couple weeks. Yeah. And that's how, that's how you get to it. It's not by taking a bunch of surf kids and putting them in a focus group facility. Yeah. You know, and asking them to, like, you know, rip things out of a magazine and put them up on a board, like, Jesus Christ, like, let's murder them even more in the focus group process, you know? Um, So, you know, we try to design stuff like that, very projective, very um, in their world, that kind of of qualitative work. Um, We do, uh, we've been doing a lot of leadership workshops lately. We have a great uh, partner that we work with that goes in and we just do, like, executive leadership, which is nothing I ever thought we would do, but that's kind of cool. Um, and basically the way I explain it is like, we're kind of like a brand manager's best friend. Like a brand manager can come to us and be like, oh my God, I just, I need to figure out this or I don't understand what's going on over here in my world and we can just help them figure it out. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And then we also, we also do creative. Like we work on, we're working on package design right now for some stuff and we're working on, you know, I, you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to do an ad campaign. Like if someone came to me and said, we want to do a Fully integrated three sixty ah. You know, it's just like, no, that's okay. You yeah. can go kill someone else and do
1: that. Well no and, that,
2: killed
0: like that. and that's and that's 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 where I feel like I get kind of bitter is that I I when when I left advertising the traditional agencies, the thing that I struggled with and, and Jeremy and I worked together mm-hmm. at the same agency and I was struggling with it then was you know, it was the big digital wave and everybody was like, Oh, we're a digital agency now. And then I had a, I had a whole team of creatives saying, Well, what exactly does that mean? And, and I still feel like advertising is kind of in that mode where they cannot figure it out. Um, yeah. on what, what the next step is. And, and they used to kind of lead where that was. And there's some agencies that are doing it and, and are doing mm-hmm. it well, but, for the majority of the agencies are still kind of trying to figure out how do I stay one step ahead of the client mm-hmm. so I can kind of deceive uh-huh. them a little bit. And, and it just all feels like bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like quit trying to do that. You know, it's yeah. like the, the seventies, uh-huh. the seventies are gone. Um, the eighties are gone and it's like, you know, everybody can look behind the curtain now and they can see how it's done. and, and, you know, I, uh-huh. I, I, I uh-huh. you know, I can't
3: do a ro- a rail of coke on a web server. You can't. You know, damn I mean, it!
0: I um, miss those. You know, yeah. my my dad's an old. Uh, my dad uh, ran an agency, and I'm like,
3: God damn it! Can't I
0: smoke dope and the yeah. agency and just and it be all right and and be drunk at noon and
3: see? And it's funny yeah. because you know the he has those frustrations, but I feel lucky that I haven't had, because I've always been digital. I, I have never, yeah. I've never been traditional in any, and so I kind of dodged that bullet. So that's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing, the thing that I struggle with, and, and, and Hallmark's still struggling with it is that, you know, I have to keep on explaining. It. It's like, it's just a different medium. Mm-hmm. It's like, quit treating digital like, oh my God, it's, it's like, it is, it is a different way for you to tell your story. Yeah. Don't get caught up totally. in that bullshit and, and, because that's, you know, it's like people that don't really understand it, they're like, oh, yeah, we're a digital agency now, and everybody gets all freaked out, and no, and <laughs> um, and um it's just so weird how that continues to be a barrier, but um uh, I don't know.
3: And you yeah, know it's going to happen for the next five years, and I don't know how in the world it can stretch to another five years, but I, know. I swear to God it will. Well, and what's funny yeah. is every, everybody talks about
0: how fast, oh, my God, the digital world is moving so fast, and, and you know, I had been... Out of a brainstorm for, you know, a year and a half, two years and got back in with a, with an outside agency when I was at Hallmark. And I'm like, we're brainstorming the same bullshit Mm -hmm. that we did two years ago. And it's like, how fast is this really moving that, you know, it's like we're, we're still brainstorming the same shit, you know, and I can still pull out the same references I did two years ago out of my ass and they can still be relevant, you know. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but how are the naps gone?
2: The what? The naps.
0: Oh, the nap. You said you take you take the afternoon naps.
2: Yeah, I took one today. That was good.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's,
0: good.
1: that's yeah. awesome. Yeah,
2: I mean, but it's it's like you, you're so much better actually do it. it. It all it takes is 15 minutes. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, let's spend 15 less minutes like dorking around on Facebook and just take a little nap, and your productivity <laughs> goes through the roof. You know. It does. So
3: there it is. Yeah. Yep.
0: No, that's great. That's great. That um. Good. Let's see, I'm, I had to other, somebody felt joy speak. Somebody yeah,
4: spoke.
3: Good Lord. You
4: haven't yeah. no. spoke joy. Well, the thing is, I'm realizing like as in post production, we're always on a project basis. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of times that's like the biggest struggle is like, Oh my God, no one's loyal. And how are we going to stay in business? And, but now i I mean, I feel like we should be looking at it more that way is that you feel a lot better fortunate. about yourself, don't you? <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> yeah you do
4: um you know we should <laughs> we should be happy that that it's it's per project and people yeah. come to us with every single thing is like important to them and of course, on our end sometimes we're like, this is fucking dumb, it's not important but to them it is or they wouldn't be coming and spending the money and you right. got options' that's yeah.
3: the that's the that's right. the nugget.
4: Yeah, so that's that's a very interesting way to look at it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just cool to think like, you know, what if we like each other, we can keep working together yeah. if everyone yeah. behaves themselves, you know?
1: If everyone's <laughs> if good to do each
0: other, cool. so, so how <laughs> yeah. long? So how long? What's your longest kind of ongoing uh, project by project with the single client?
2: Well, we've we've been doing work for Nike, and we've kind of been sprawling within Nike, but different. Um, different areas of the business. Right. So actually, you know what? We haven't. Oh no, we do. We do. We have. Um, oh, our, our first client. We love so much. Um, it's a. It's a PBS brand. It's called Independent Lens, and it's. Uh, it's produced by a, a bigger company called ITBS, and they were our very first client. They took. They were the first ones that took the, the chance on W and W, and we've been working with them uh, pretty much continuously since we started, um, on and off. And, you know, we love them. We we love working with them and I think they like us. And so, you know, just last week, they are like, Hey, we have a couple more projects. Would you guys be interested? And we're like, yeah, totally. And the thing that's really funny about it is because whenever I go talk to a, a client in the first place, my, one of my first like conversations is always like, look, like if we don't like you, we're not going to work with you. <laughs>
1: And, it,
2: and we talk about that, and so it was kind of funny because now we have clients being like, "Did you like us? Because we want to work with you again."
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It, That's it, it,
0: it's cute, you know. And,
2: yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of a joke, and but it's not a joke, really. It's like, are we all good people to each other? Let's let's do some more work together. You
0: know? So, and so, and, so and totally. do clients do clients find that refreshing? Because I, I I gotta believe that, I mean, you guys are totally zagging um, in this, and and are you are you seeing good results from this? I mean, you said it's an experiment. Is the experiment going well? I mean, you, you said you're completing your first year and is, is, is you know, you're like, shit, this is actually working.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is an experiment. And that's the one caveat I always want to put on this is like, as much as I can drop the F-bomb and sound authoritative, there, we're actually learning as we go on this whole thing. Um, but you know what I find is that I think there's a lot of clients out there that are also exhausted with the system,
1: yep, and
2: they don't have a lot of options either. Um, it's really funny how much I actually like a lot of our clients, and I think it's because there's a certain type of client that wants to do things differently, but they, they, they don't have the bandwidth to investigate all the different types of agencies that do it differently. Yeah. The people that control the pitches are looking at all the usual suspects when they're controlling a pitch, right? So they're not getting fresh input into it. But I do think there is that mindset of clients that realizes and is as frustrated with the system as we are. And we've been really lucky to find a lot of those clients. Um, like, And I think a really good mark of thats that is that we're you know, kind of playing around with this idea of having a birthday party in January for the, for the company. And we were making our guest list and the whole team was like, Oh my God, we have to have that client. We have to have that client because we genuinely want to have them there. Yeah. You know? That's cool. And so, and so like when I I give the WW sticks to certain clients, so some clients glass over and they're just like, you guys are fucking insane. And I'm like, you know what? We're not meant to work together. And that's totally cool. Yeah. But other ones get really, other ones get really excited about it. And that's cool.
0: No, that's great. That's fantastic. I had a yeah. thought and then it flew through my head. I think it's a whiskey. Um uh um, we have
3: the, our our previous uh our previous guest came in. He uh is investing in a uh, a locally a locally distilled whiskey and he brought one uh-huh. of the first 1000 bottles for for us to have and it's Lucky really good. You. It's really good.
0: <laughs> it's so, really good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Um, and um, our,
2: our our conversation is definitely benefiting from your gift. So,
0: yes, you yes. <laughs> so what? uh, So when when you're not doing this, so what? What else are you? A um, lot of mention. Uh, so you surf?
2: I don't surf. I mean, we surfed for the Hurley thing, and it was hilarious, and all the surfers made fun of us. But no, I don't surf.
0: Okay. So what do you? What no. do you do? What do you do when you're not doing um, strategy and whatnot? Um,
2: you know, that's a good question. I. I'm a bit of a nature freak. Uh, I grew up in the woods in Wisconsin, and that really okay. hasn't left me at all. Um, so I do – I'm a big hiker. I run. I box a couple times a week whenever I'm in New York. I'm boxing. Um, I ride Harleys. So I'm – most weekends and when it's warm weather, all day Saturday, I'm out on the bike, like all day, which is amazing, and I love it. Nice. Um, I really love opera. So in the winter, you'll know, find me at the opera house. I mean, nice. I don't know, mm. you know. So why So why did you,
0: cool. you do a truck and not a not a Harley? Because
2: well, at the time I didn't know how to ride a motorcycle.
1: <laughs> ah. yeah. okay. Simple enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, yeah. I learned yeah. that. I, I you know as, as I'm on the road and I'm in my Ford F one hundred and fifty traveling around the country. I was like, you know what? I live the type of life where I think I should know how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And so that's that kind of what happened. So, yeah, I, I have taken the bike out on long trips. So that's been cool, too.
3: That's great. That uh, Ford F-150 was probably made right here in Kansas City. Probably was. Yeah. Well, that's
2: oh, wonderful. Cool. I love my F-150. <laughs> I still have it. I will, it's a 99, and I won't sell it because it's just like my baby. Like it's, Oh, sure. It's changed, yeah.
0: so. <laughs> oh, sure. It's been through, yeah, everything with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think, I think, uh, you know, what you're talking about and it, it's what I, what I, you know, Hallmark for, for the longest time has been, you know, we do great TV spots and we, we have, we've done wonderful TV spots. And, you know, when I, when I moved into this position, I talked with the um chief marketing officer of Hallmark and I said, you know, I'm really excited about this position because I know budgets are being cut and budgets being cut mean you have to be, you have to be way more creative, you know, Absolutely. and, 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 you know, I worked on, uh, Sonic was my main account when I worked at, uh, the other agency and I loved doing TV. But on the other hand, it was, it was such a shotgun. Um, and, and it was, it, it, it almost became too easy. It's like, you know, we're really not talking to people sure. the way that we should. And, and so sure. I was, um, you know, I, I'm really interested in, you know, it's like it, it. it's like the assignment you get when it's like, OK, it's two days and you only have, you know, 10 grand. And it's like those are the best assignments because nobody can really fuck with them because, you know, you're you're under such tight constraints. And I feel like we've kind of only. moved into that. And I feel like I feel like traditional agencies are still trying to act like oh, we've got the huge budgets and, and, and it's just, it's just not that world anymore. And, and, and so, yeah. so kudos to you guys. I mean, I think that it's fantastic what you're doing and, 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 you know, and I, I hope that, you know, you continue to thrive and, and, um, you know, continue to get more projects and stuff. I'm, I'm, um, inspired to, uh, to pass, uh, you and, and your article along to our, um, our CMO, because I, I think we're continuing to look at um, what are good outside agencies that we can work with. And, and I work mm-hmm. closely with them. And, and so I think that would be, would be awesome chance to, to work with you guys. So.
2: Totally. Well, thank you for all of that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be around in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Sure
0: you will. So what? So so what? If, what if this goes south? What if this all falls to shit? I mean, what what's your what's your next? Uh, what What do you do next?
2: Well, well, you know, when I moved to New York City and and I was very linear when I was in college. And I had all the right internships and all the right classes and all that crap, and I had a portfolio and everything, and it was all very good. And I don't I don't mean to poo poo it, um, but I landed in New York City in August of two thousand one, and. You know, fresh off the U-Haul truck from Wisconsin, and then literally three weeks later, September 11th happened, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, you're like, oh hey, welcome to the city, you know? Jesus like, Okay, yeah.
0: I mean, how and how it, shocking was that for you?
2: I mean, it was shocking for everyone, you know. But it was yeah. it was kind of like, okay, um, you know, plans aren't exactly going the same way. And the thing that happened then is in New York, the ad industry completely shut down, and um, I couldn't get a job sweeping the floor of an ad agency. I mean, Mm. I remember walking into an agency where I had a meet and greet and they laid off 30% of their staff that day. And it it was horrible. Um, so what happened was for two years, I waited tables in New York and I think it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because the plan got disrupted. And I think I would be a much different person today had those two years not happened because I've always had this weird confidence since then that, you know, if everything goes to shit, I can always wait tables. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's it's a very strange confidence to know that, you know what, you don't have to be on this track. You don't have to be corporately successful and you're gonna be okay. And um so yeah, if it all goes to shit, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't. And it could all go to shit. It really could. Um, but I think it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And you know, and I, I just kind of have this confidence that it is. Now, I think I would be pretty sad at this point in my life if it forced me back into a traditional agency setting. I, I think I would struggle with that. But, you know, never say never. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I just kind of, you know, when you live in a truck and you're literally sleeping in the back of a truck in the camp <laughs> the ground, and there's hunters all around you, you in, in the middle of a Wyoming recreation area where you have no cell phone reception, you just... Kind of have to give it up to the universe and be like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna trust you.
1: Yeah. And I'm yeah. just
2: gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna like let go and just accept whatever you give to me, universe. And, right. um, and I think that's kind of my mindset now. I'm, I'm a total goddamn hippie, so you know,
1: <laughs> it's good.
0: <laughs> no, that's I'm. You know, that's that's, that's awesome. I, I I can remember. I can remember the day. When I got let go and I called my wife and I said, well, plan B, and I had no idea right. what plan B was going to be, but. And then but I think you, we had
3: lunch the next day. We did.
0: We yeah. did. And, 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 yeah, and, and I, it reminded me, I mean, you and I even, uh, shit, how long ago was that? Five years yeah, ago or something? five or six years We were ago. talking about, you know, we were talking about trying to do something different and yeah. everything was kind of fucked up and, yep. and we just, we didn't feel like a good vibe and stuff. And, and. And it just, it just works itself out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you, you, you figure it out. And, and I, I have not, uh, my wife did freelance for, I, I don't know, nine years before she got back into the agency thing. And, and she's always got that going back. I'm too much of a freaking extrovert to, to think that I'm going to be successful being a, a freelancer where I'm sitting at home uh-huh. and, and I suffer from undiagnosed ADD. And, and so you should I go get that mess. checked. I, I should. Think. I should. I can only imagine how productive I would be if yeah. if um, I was actually on some medication.
3: I don't it, know. it does wonders <laughs> for you. Trust me. Okay, so we, Heidi, we have one question that we ask all of our guests. And I'm particularly excited to ask you because you have had, had that time to do your walkabout. And so I'm thinking, hopefully, it'll be an interesting answer to this. Something besides what we usually get. So if there is something... That's on your mind that really, really gets you excited. The point to the point that it keeps you up at night. What would that be? And it doesn't have to be a work thing. It it, it can be I mean, whatever it is. What gets you excited to the point that it might keep you up at night? Oh, it's not a work thing. Don't worry about that. Um. <laughs> well, see, and for you, I, I I'd guess that it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, it
2: keeps me up at night because I'm excited. I'm sorry. I should
0: have a really good answer. Oh no, no. no, no, no! Trust me. And, everybody does. Everybody, this. everybody yeah. Everybody, everybody. everybody uh, it stumps. It stumps everybody. But it's a, uh, it's a good
3: maybe one. Maybe
2: you guys need a new. Maybe you need a new question, then.
3: No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it stumps everybody. Maybe no, you guys we need we, we like the awkward <laughs> silence. Yeah. No
2: no, 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 no. It's um. You know what? You know what? Kind of. Yeah. You know what it is for me right now. It's when I was a little kid. And and people would ask me what I wanted to do. I could never... I could always answer the question, but the answer, I want to be an astronaut or I want to clean the elephants at the zoo were never really what I felt, what I was really trying to say. And what I was really trying to say when I was a kid was the only thing I could really think about when I thought about my future was that I want to live a big life. You know? I want to be big. And um, in my 20s, I could, there was, and I go back to my journals, and I could feel my life shrinking, in a sense. I could feel it, like, getting pushed into this, like, cattle thing, like, you know, and I could feel the walls that I was building around me, because that was, quote-unquote, what I was supposed to do. And um, when I look back over the last couple of years, and it's insane to me what what I've done in the last couple of years. And I don't think, I, I don't look at myself as any sort of, you should put me on a pedestal or anything. It's just, I just started to follow my gut, you know, and I just, and I just stopped worrying about stuff. And if I'm doing it. And so sometimes when I'm laying there at night, the the eight year old in me is saying, thank God you finally got your shit together. <laughs> you know, and I, I get really excited about tomorrow because I've built a life right now that has a lot of freedom in it and I'm not really afraid of a lot of stuff right now. And sometimes I when I look around and I and I see the thing that happened when I went out on the road is that a lot of my friends who were my colleagues, they started getting promoted into really big positions, right? Like they were becoming like heads of this or starting up this and they were getting these really big jobs and I was living out of a truck and wasn't showering. You know, and there was this (laughs) there's this real there was mo- there were days when i was like what what are you doing like you, 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 like it's not easy to to walk away from all that you know and but yet i look at i look at that now and i look at my life and i and i think to myself you're you're honoring it you're 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 doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now and there's something so cool about that and so tomorrow's going to be great you know and um I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know how long this feeling lasts, and I don't know... And I'm sure, like, you know, I'm really, uh, quote-unquote, lucky. I, 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 I'm indulgent in this because I'm not married, and I don't have kids. And so I get to live this really selfish life. And I kind of like it. <laughs> and and it makes me happy, Yeah. you know? So um, it, it's, I always felt like adulthood would be miserable. And... Yet as I get older, I find that I like I can't point back and say, "Oh God, those are the glory years," you know, yeah. because it seems like every year is getting better. And so I'm just really excited about what Case looks now going to be
0: about.
2: Yeah. So that's kind of what keeps
0: me up. I, mean, I don't know, Jeremy. I'm I gonna call it. it. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say that's the best fucking answer we've gotten in our three <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
3: that yeah. That was definitely. goddamn beautiful. That was. No, that was great. Poetic. Mm-hmm. That was great. excellent. Excellent.
0: Well,
2: awesome. you know, I've been drinking too.
0: So. <laughs> well. <laughs> And maybe it's because I've been drinking that I'm getting all teary-eyed about that. And I'm like, God damn it! I love that. Oh, man.
1: Amazing. So
0: awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Heidi. Um,
1: thank you. We are this we
0: are fun. at our time. This is. Uh, thank you again so much for responding to my tweet and getting on here. I know that you are. Uh, Um, doing big things and stuff, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on our podcast. Well, this
2: was awesome. Thanks for having me.